Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat. Drinker of blood, keeper of the chronicle, and all around a spooky dude. <laughs> Never fuck with someone's Emily. This was the lesson the villainous vampire Keanu Batista learned the hard way. As Ridley got tough, Everett got hungry, and Iris got revenge. Ah, ah, ah. Together, the coterie devoured their enemy and set about securing their place in Montreal and their status as a team. Time for some well-earned downtime. Maybe there is hope after all. Well, at least until the hunger returns. It's been about a week since the three of you came to Montreal, and the news cycle has been completely dominated by the CN Tower attack. Uh, Everyone around Canada and the world is trying to figure out exactly what went wrong. Um, There have been uh, accusations of terrorism, Um, Several terrorist groups have claimed credit for it, but none of them have had any viable uh, connections to it. Um, But to you, uh, and particularly from the information the Bouchard brothers have provided, uh, you know that this was straight up 
a vampire on vampire attack. Uh, the death of the um, Sabbat uh, Archbishop of uh, Montreal has really thrown the city into complete chaos. Uh, and for the first time, I think, in your vampiric lives, particularly, I think, for Everett, you've been kind of following this for a bit. Uh, Ridley, this is kind of above your pay grade, aside from your aspirations for Prince. Um, but Iris, I think you're starting to see the world a little bit differently now. Things that you used to just write off as kind of world events um, are starting to seem like perhaps they could be connected and there could be more to them. Uh, the world has become a slightly scarier place, even though technically the three of you are the thing that most sane people should be scared of. But as dramatic as this news is and as captivating as it is, it's nothing compared to what's been going on for the three of you personally. Uh, your coterie has been very busy over the last week. Um, Iris, uh, I think your prime objective would be checking in on Emily and making sure she's okay. Uh, Dr. Skull was true to his word. He got her into a fairly good clinic. Um, he kind of uh, doctored your spiel of her boyfriend put her arm in a baler. Um, but she's getting good treatment. Um, the arm is obviously gone. Uh, it's going to be a long recovery. Um, but it sounds like she'll be okay. Um, there's also some suggestion that you might be able to um, somewhat speed the process along um, with certain vampiric... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, concoctions and abilities. Uh, there might be some people who could help out as you kind of get further connected to the, the vampire society. Um, the Bouchards have continued to be an incredible resource uh, of information. Um they um, have essentially set up a system of dead drops around the city for you. Um, they can't have too much of a presence um, or it'll ruin their kind of cover. But uh, essentially, if you get news that a syrup delivery is occurring somewhere nearby, it's kind of your job to go and they're sneaking information into you that way. Um, Everett, the world is coming into focus for you as well now. Um, you realize it was so fucking hard to get information on vampires because they just don't use the internet. Um, as you kind of begin to establish yourself in, in town, um, you're eventually introduced to um, a vampire um, information broker um, who calls himself Mr. Ken. Um, and Mr. Ken is a, um, a kind of, for lack of a better term, moist fellow um, <laughs> who is um, just kind of sickly yellow. Um, and every time he moves, it's squingy. And you're not sure why. His clothes aren't wet, but he just seems to constantly glisten slightly. Uh -huh. um, and he hangs out um, in a net cafe um, called Cyberbites. Bites, of course, spelt with a Y-T-E-S. Um, but... Um, Yes, uh, the Bouchards put you in touch with him um, because he's, uh, as a, a Nosferatu, he's fascinated by uh, information, however cursed with uh, a more grotesque appearance, which is sort of the, uh, the payoff uh, for them. Uh, he explains that in this new world, um, sort of uh, with the Second Inquisition in full swing, um, a lot of vampires were hunted and destroyed because of the old sort of dark web that the, the vampires ran. Um, this is one of the interest, just as a side note of interest for us, uh, this is one of the interesting pieces that's come from remaking this game now mm. was by the time it ended, cyberpunk was in full swing and the matrix had just come out. So everyone was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as technology continued, they're like, 
No. <laughs> so essentially, the uh, the Nosferatu dark web got hacked, um, and that's part of the reason the Camarilla is kind of up against the ropes right now. So uh, he explains that uh, there's very little digital information going around, and suddenly your the brick walls you hit as an investigator begin to to become clear. There's just a lot of these dead drops, that sort of thing. I think for you, just as a runner, um, it's constantly frustrating hearing. It's like seeing the mystery after it's been solved. Yeah. Like you're just constantly getting things where it's like, oh, well, f- fuck. Okay, if I was still investigating yeah, this. That would have helped. Yeah. Um, so um, I think you probably got in touch with him about what you found on uh, Keanu Batista's body. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Um Ridley, um, sure, good, uh, true to his word, uh, T.W. Malone uh, has put you in touch with uh, with some fellows um, who are looking for kind of a, a bit of a gang um, to, to join up with. Um, it seems uh, a bunch of them um, had been uh, roughed up by various Johns and clients, and um, when kind of word got around, there was someone looking to offer some protection. They sussed you out and made sure you weren't like some weird pimp uh, when they realized that you were just kind of a a helpful murderer. Helpful murderer on the up and up. Um, they uh, they started hanging around Malone's, Mayday Malone's more and more, uh, to a point that they kind of become a bit of a gang for you, which is one of the things you invested in uh, when you're building your character. Um, so they're uh, a bunch of big, burly guys. Uh, they're all very handsome, uh, somewhat cuddly, and the name of your small gang is... Oh, yeah, they're known as the Bear Boys, because they're all bears. Got it. Okay. Great. So the Bear Boys now kind of hang out at Malone's. This also helps in terms of making sure that um, uh, Les Orphans don't return um, in any way, shape, or form, because now there's just like a gang of big dudes who just hang around all the time. Yeah, yeah. Usually they just wear the biker cuts on top of the pants. So it's that like leather like vest okay. kind of thing. Yeah. They all look real good in a variety of body shapes. It just works for everybody. It's yep. the nice thing about a cut. It's really neutral, but it really shows off what they've got. And uh, they're all human, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, cool. Um, so they're kind of hanging out there, and you've, you've kind of, you're starting to build a reputation as, as kind of like, I think we, we t- joked about Homer Simpson kind of walking down the street and being like, Don Homer, please have this donut. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's yes. a bit of that. Uh, of course you're only seen at night, so your options are somewhat limited. Um, Iris, uh, in the time since you've had about a week, how much of this do you think you've tried to spend at Emily's side and how much of it have you spent kind of establishing yourself here in Montreal? Probably about 50, 50, 50, 50. Okay, cool. So, um, you had kind of determined coming to town that you would need to make a bit of a show of it. Um, you had to, uh, to flee Chicago pretty quickly after the, the business with, with Iggy and the vampires, um, which sounds like Iggy and the Stooges, but it's very different. Um, so given that you can't actually create anything other than haikus right now, what do you think Iris's kind of cover story is? As to why she's not creating, or or even what she what she's here doing, like is it a? Are you saying that you're like going to galleries and things and researching? Is it a? I'm working on a big thing. She's definitely um, plastered all over social media that she's going on a spiritual and artistic retreat to get back to her roots and her spirit and what makes her an artist and telling her truth. <laughs> That's great. How much is she a big social media person? Yes. Okay. Um, that's very funny. I was say, how much of that was Emily before versus now? 
It was um, probably about 85% Emily, and now I have to do it all myself. Yeah, so. you still always say sent from a BlackBerry, and now it's clearly from an iPhone. <laughs> I was going to say, how does that week feel having to take over the social media? Overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> so many likes. God damn it, this is a full-time job now. <laughs> I think maybe you've got Gerald occasionally helping, because <laughs> he's he's just always super happy to see you. The door well, guy? Yeah, because I need someone to take the photos of me in the lobby. Right, yeah, okay. So, Miles, part of what you took um, in your advantages is a herd. Uh, so these are helpful humans that you can kind of um, affect the mood of and, and who hang out. So obviously we've got Emily. Um, I think we're going to include uh, Gerald in that. He starts taking evening shifts just so that he can see you more regularly. And I think he becomes almost like your your Gunther from uh, Friends. Yeah. Where it's just kind of always there. Um, so you've got him. Uh, and then we'll see you get another one. So we'll figure out who that, that third is. Maybe it's no. I don't think you're you're there with Doctor Skull yet, but he's he's possible. Probably be my neighbor. Okay. Um, <laughs> who is your neighbor? Um, hmm. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> I'll give you Kyle Minogue. Um, <laughs> so um, your, na- I thought. your neighbor is Kyle Minogue. Uh, he. Uh, you're actually um, delighted. Uh, Gerald's uh, earlier comments uh, make some sense when you you finally actually meet Kyle, um, because he is a metal worker. Um, so uh, like Emily really did her due diligence when she she booked this this loft. Uh, the Windsor Arms is like a post industrial, like basically it's warehouse. A metal been... worker in a hotel. Uh, well, no, you're in a. It's like a, a loft. Oh. I was thinking that more of this studio, is like a studio, studio loft. Space. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm honestly like I'm thinking of the places in Toronto that are in like Kensington, right? Where it's like I work here, but I also live here. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, if it was a hotel, I'd be fucked. Yeah, everyone in your building's insufferable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, Kyle Minogue is um, a uh, I think like a like a David Bowie looking kind of fellow. Um, uh, his makeup is always just spectacular. Like to a point that it's it's almost infuriatingly well done, um, and uh, yeah, he's a he's a metal worker. Not always like heavy heavy metal, but um, yeah, his whole place is kind of rigged up with with fascinating things. It's part of the reason why he didn't hear any of the ruckus was he sleeps hard after a day of like bashing bashing things together. Great, uh, cool. So <laughs> Kyle Minogue, god damn it. Um, and uh, what's what do you think your relationship with Kyle is like? Is it a, hey, can I borrow some sugar? Is it a... No, like, we, we we drink wine. Oh. Okay. Wine, sparkling. It's a very <laughs> specific type of wine that I bring with me that I'm only allowed to drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, so I'm going to say also just globally, there is now interest in the sparkling beverage that you're constantly seen with. Uh, people want to know what it is and where they can find it, but so far it's a mystery. It's like tiger blood. <laughs> it's called Tiger Blood. Okay, great. <laughs> Everyone wants to know where they can get Tiger Blood. That's actually the perfect social media campaign. You have an object that no one can have, and thus everybody wants. Oh, boy. Um, okay, cool. So that's kind of what the three of you have been up to. Um, Emily's pretty much out of it. They're, they're kind of keeping her in a medically induced coma. Uh, she lost a lot of blood. Um, Iris, I'll say for you, one interesting facet about this is you've learned that Dr. Skull is tremendously good at obtaining blood. Oh, is he? Um, from uh, from to know. various blood banks, uh, perhaps illegally. Um, but yeah, basically the three of you have just been kind of establishing yourselves. Uh, and Everett, the other piece for you, of course, is um, 
uh, you met Mr. Ken, but you also went to visit uh, your old partner, Harvey Grimm. Oh, great. Um, who is, uh, is trying to live his dream as a stand-up comedian after years and years on the force. Oh, let's um, do that. So during, uh, we'll, we'll kind of cut to that encounter, I think, because um, you hadn't seen him since he retired and moved moved up here uh, right. to Canada. Yep. So I think it was a warm, like a warm greeting. Uh, you, you would have told him you were coming up or would you just sort of drop in, do you think? I think kind of somewhere in between. Um, I would call him saying I'm in town. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Um, so he's like, oh, what, really? All right, you got, you got to come see one of my sets, man. You're going to love it. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, oh boy, this is gonna be so fun. It's uh, it's at night. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's two minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's 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 down at Laffy Taffy. Perfect. It's one of the best places in town. All right, I'll keep an eye out for you. Uh, so you arrive at uh at Laffy Taffy, which is uh seems to be like a storefront that has been temporarily flipped into a thing. It's folding chairs. Um, the bar seems to be run by just a, a very bored lady. With just kind of a bucket of beer um, and a square reader, um, <laughs> she's just dipping mugs in the bucket. Just <laughs> hand them out. Good old mug bucket. Um, would you invite these guys to go with you, or would you go alone? Um, I would invite them. Yeah, I, I would. I, I'd be doing. Harvey, so, Harvey, sorry, I gotta look over to reference sorry, we, the we name. Have a, we have our relationship map up uh, on the wall here that we wrote. Yeah, I gotta, yeah uh, once we get through all the like, spoilers on it, then we'll like several put months a ago. Uh, so much so that the I tried to write a new one on, and uh, the pen has gone dry. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's truly dark days. I was uh, gonna say, knowing it's your friend, if you're trying to like sell tickets, yeah. like I will bring the entire gang of the Bear Boys. Though we'll leave one Bear Boy, the one I trust the most. Who's sort of nominally in charge? I'm not around. His name is Chonky. Mm-hmm. He's the tallest guy. He's like Samoan and like cool and all tattooed up. Uh, he's staying with Emily at the hospital because I'm always keeping one bear boy there to just kind of supervise That's his nice. writing about. Okay. But Aww. the rest of the gang are all going to this, and we're all paying full ticket price. <laughs> and um, Miles, would Iris come along to kind of support the team? Yeah, begrudgingly. Yeah, my thinking is it is part like let's support my buddy Harvey Grimm and his comedy career, but also. Let's stick together <laughs> because Emily had her arm fucking ripped off. Yeah. So there's like a, a very classy looking human being and like a clearly a cop. And then there's just an insane like monkey man and an army of, of fabulous gay bikers. The bear boys are dressed to the nines like they're they, they like, you know, it's a night on the town. Um, you're all kind of disappointed when you arrive. Uh, weirdly, Iris, I think you feel the most at home. At a place like this, because even though... It, oh, the gay biker boys love me. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> that, that I have no doubt. It's more so that, like, this is the kind of bar that either is very expensive because it's super elite, or is what it actually is, which is just a bunch of people who couldn't afford a better space. But honestly, in your experience of going to galleries and things, this really could swing either way. <laughs> um, would I dress up for this, or would you just kind of go in street clothes? Well, my street clothes are dressed up, but yes. <laughs> I so just as a visual, I'm kind of imagining you in a Tahani wardrobe. Is that oh, roughly oh, yeah. correct? From oh yeah, good place. All right. Oh yeah, great. So ca- think Tahani casual. Yeah, that's okay. Great. So <laughs> still like wildly overdressed, yeah. but insistent that you're you're slumming it. Um, okay, <laughs> wicked. 
Hello, Gav. It's your boy, Ridley, and I'm here to talk to you about maybe a way you should be contributing to this little organisation. Everyone knows, as you look around, there's a lot of bear boys. And, you know, to be a bear boy, you've got to be a bear and you've got to be, well, not exactly a boy, but you've got... The important thing is, you've got to pay your fucking dues is what you've got to do. And right now, I just know from looking at the numbers, there are a lot more fucking people out there than there are inside my fucking gang. And what I'm saying is, if you want to join up and get access to me and all the cool fucking toys and other fucking treats I've got for all you little bear boys and girls and theys and thems and fucking alls out there, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. You do that. You're on the inside. Come talk to me on a patron-exclusive Discord. Why don't you throw some names into the show? Why don't you build an NPC to join my fucking gang? I'm just saying, if you sign up, you won't regret it. And if you don't sign up, maybe you fucking will. Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said. Go there. Join Dum Dums and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great. So um, the, the multitude of you roll up um, to Laffy Taffy. Um, and, um, you can actually see, uh, the lady, uh, sitting behind the bar, like her eyes kind of go wide. Uh, cause this is like the fourth night in a row that this thing's happened and really no one's, no one's come to this. Uh, so suddenly, um, the bar's hopping. It's, it's full. Um, she's, uh, slinging mugs of slush as fast as she can. Uh, the Bouchards came in, so they're there too. Um, they, they arrived wasted and are, <laughs> uh, continuing to, you get the sense they're probably mixing something with blood. Um, based on the, the French potion they gave you to allow you to speak languages, you get the sense they've got probably a, an alchemical hookup um, somewhere. There's um, the, uh, I think it's the House Tremere, deals with like warlock-y stuff. So okay. there's definitely like magical stuff about. They might know a witch. Who knows? Uh, but they're having a great time. Um, they kind of, uh, they keep pocket flasking it and kind of looking vaguely enviously at your sparkling blood, um, Iris. But uh, they're, they're happy to see you guys and, and happy to actually get to spend some time in town. Um, the first few acts are not great. Mm. Uh, and Harvey is buried. He is buried near the bottom of this list. So, you know, you're not, it's not getting better. Uh, but finally, it, it comes time for, for him to get up. And he is uh, just like a... Just a, a sort of a, a gray-haired um, Danny Glover type, just like real gregarious, gets up there, um, and he's like, "Hey, everybody! So, oh, oh, there's so many out here tonight. Well, that's that's just great. Well, listen, my name's Harvey Grimm, but uh, I gotta tell you, my comedy is anything but." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that gets. I think that gets Everett. I think this is exactly Everett's brand of comedy. <laughs> I think Ripley is also surprisingly on board. <laughs> so maybe no one else, but the two of us. And, this uh, is a bonding moment. Iris, where, where do you fall on on the bad comedy scale? Unimpressed. Great. Um, 
So he's like, all right, well, uh, I'm glad glad two of you uh, get my particular brand of humor. Now, I, I used to be a, a police officer. I had a particularly handsome partner who, uh, who I believe is in the house here tonight. Uh, anyway, oh, no. we, uh, we solved. Boy, I tell you, we, we met some crazy characters. We had some crazy times. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen someone's arm caught in a bailer? Oh, boy. Um, and it kind of goes on like that. Yeah, he yes. basically just tells cops. too soon. <laughs> he just tells cop stories <laughs> for two minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Everett loves it. Everett's like, I remember that. I was going to say, in the moment, he's like, you know how we're police? R- 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 he's out. R- R- Riddler's out. There's no way. <laughs> so, um, Ridley, I think uh, you join Iris kind of at the back, uh, lurking at the bar. Iris, I think you're observing the kind of like, because I really, I'm just imagining this place is like a much smaller, shittier version of the storefront theater uh, back when it was running here in Toronto. So it's like a bunch of local art on the walls. And I think maybe you're amusing yourself by like you pay. By judging it. Yeah. You paid your money. So you don't need to sit through the comedy. I also think I might try to um, chat up the Bouchards about healing something. Oh, okay. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right. So um, help little Emily along. Okay. So, um, the Bouchard, oh, that's a really fucking good call. Um, can you roll me a uh, charisma and persuasion, please? Oh, you're lucky. I've, those are some of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, what's our hunger <laughs> Why at right now, Why does that make me lucky? Um, oh, shit. Uh, yes, we should roll a rouse check, but we didn't start with you guys waking up. So if each of you could, sorry, before we do this, this roll, Miles, everybody roll me uh, one dice, please, for your rouse check. This is your waking up in the morning. I pass. I pass. I also pass. Excellent. So, so should we all be at five or do you want to say four? Because we theoretically wouldn't have killed people or we're... Um, so, Ryan, you you were up on hunger? I, I was I was totally fine because I ate that guy and I killed no someone. Yeah. yeah, you all actually ate uh, on that during that first session. So you're all back. You're... I had my sparkling blood. Yeah, so I think you're all at one. But she did... Okay, so we're all at one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so I do add one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there will okay. always be one unless you've literally just chugged someone. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I'm gonna say that's your role for this week. Um. This is this is kind of uh, obviously as you can tell this is a bit of like a, a setup interlude type mm-hmm. business. So we'll just say that's kind of sold. That's your 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 role for the week. Sorry. Um, go as ahead. You, as you've probably seen, I'm trying to uh, this, for those of you listening at home. Um. For an audio medium, generally speaking, anytime I can lose a bunch of pointless dice rolls, I'm gonna lose those pointless <laughs> dice rolls. But feel free to use them in your own games. Yeah, maybe you love math. I don't. Me neither. Nor I. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Then we shall quit bantering and see what happens. That's four. That's looking good. Um, one of them is a ten. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a hunger dice. As long as the hunger dice isn't 10, no. then, then we're good. Okay, great. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, Gee is pretty cagey about the whole thing. Um, it's kind of like a, oh, I, I mean, no, no, no. I, we, don't, we don't know anything like that. Um, but um, Hugo is uh, perhaps a little more wasted. And eventually he, um, he just kind of waves you over to a corner where there's like, a bike seat hanging from the ceiling for some reason. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, look, uh, Guy's a little sensitive about the whole, um, you know, potions thing. 
Uh, we're really not supposed to fuck with that. Uh, the Caramello really, uh, Camarillo, they don't really like that. But you know that Emily, she seems like a really nice lady. I remember she made us all breakfast. I, I, no one will ever know. This is just a simple favor for a friend okay, to, get, well, to get her back up, up on her feet. Yeah, I mean, you, you seem like a real nice lady too. And, Batting you know, the eyes. <laughs> yeah, like he's clearly, like, you've, you've, you've charmed this man. He's, he's definitely <laughs> um, on board. Um, you also get the sense that uh, because the Bouchards kind of are, are essentially your handlers, they also kind of want to seem like they're the cool, like they want to be the supportive manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they're the cool stepdad. Yeah, kind of. Um, so he's like, so uh, yeah, listen, I think I think I can find something that um, that well, it, it helps us heal a bit faster. Um, so if it helps us heal faster, presumably if you apply it to you know. A human lady uh, that'll help her too. So um, yeah, let me let me look into it. Uh, there's a you know that um, there's that really weird convenience store down the street from from your loft. Yeah, Busy Bee. Busy Bee. Yeah, uh, I will send it to Busy Bee. Uh, so you know when uh, when you get the message that there's a, a syrup delivery there, you you just go get it from there. But make sure you get the bottle with the upside down label. If it's any of the ones with the regular label, you're going to get yourself some good syrup. But that's mm-hmm. not going to help you in this particular endeavor. Sounds good. Um, so, hey, have you guys seen this fucking seat thing in the corner? <laughs> it's really fucking witty. And I, I point up, and there's like the bicycle seat hanging, and I point down at the plaque, and I'm like, "It's called sit up." It's derivative. <laughs> Very derivative. Set up. It's because it's in the air. Oh, I get it because it's, it's, yeah, it's oh, fucking but, so oh, smart. normally it's sit on it on the ground. Yeah, because it's really a nihilistic expression of who we are as a species, pointless and floating in nothing. Uh, he gets really excited about that, but then he turns back to you, Iris, and since you're clearly dismissive about it and he's kind of like falling for your charm, he's like, ah, you know, maybe I just don't know about, enough about art. I mean, I use antlers in all of my decorating. That's kind of my thing. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys to this. You should try hanging one in the air. You could call it antler up. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Maybe I hey, should do stand up. you'll never guess what we're going to put in our living room. Um, and uh, he wanders <laughs> off. So um, we can't. It's weird. Uh, this game doesn't have a lot of the things in D&D I lean on for stuff like this. Um, so... I don't really know... Like, for an antler check? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I just... Uh, I kind of want to... Uh, Miles, I'm just going to give you an experience point, I guess, for that. Experience is kind of oh. hard to come by. Um, also, all of you can take one experience from your previous... Uh, from the previous session. Cool. Well, how, do you, how do we do that? So what just, do they do, Just Tom? mark it down somewhere on your sheet, and we'll spend them eventually. So then I have two? Yes. Um, because, yeah, and um, I think kind of moving forward... You can now lean on Hugo. Like, you now have... I guess what I'm essentially saying is you now have a new bond. Um, and it's to Hugo um, for uh, alchemical potions. Very cool. I like that a lot. Um, okay, so Everett, the uh, the comedy show has ended. Um, Harvey kind of comes off the stage and he's like, So, I mean, what'd you think, man? I thought you did great. That was hilarious. Oh, well, thanks. It was real nice to hear your... your Trademark chortle coming from uh, from the row there. That, that was real <laughs> yeah. nice. Uh, and your friend seemed real nice too. Where'd he go? He, he kind of left midway through. Oh, he went off to look at some art. Oh, I, I see. I understand. There's some pretty nifty art in this here place. Yeah, I mean you can't w- please them all, right? No. Hey, I, I was just happy to please you. Mm. Hey, uh, so uh, you you in town for long? Seems like you got a lot of friends. There's all these handsome gentlemen you're here with. Uh, seems like uh, is that was that Iris Dunn? Uh, well. She wouldn't like me saying so. Uh, 
So no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll wink at him. Yeah, and he winks back, uh, and he's like, "Oh wow," because I, I gotta tell you, I've been listening to one of those of those audio books of hers. I got it from a a free trial. I was listening to this uh, podcast. You heard about <laughs> these things? Anyway, I got a free trial for Audible, and I checked out uh, one of her books. She's real good. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, I, I am up here. Um, I'm gonna be here for a while, uh, as long as she is. I'm I'm here as like a kind of part-time security detail oh, for damn. her. Damn, well, yeah. that's, that's real exciting. Hey, yeah, that, so my other fellows here as well. Oh, okay, so she, so she doesn't need a, another guy. I, I got to tell you, I was come, hoping to come up here and just kind of live off my pension and, uh, you know, do the comedy. But did you know stand-up comedy does not pay well? No fooling. Yeah, no, 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 no fool. I mean, I was the fool. Huh. Here I was thinking it would all be just for laughs, and instead, uh, well, it's, it's uh, me taking taking on weird <laughs> PI cases. Oh really? You still? Ah, uh... Uh, yeah. I mean, I gotta get new materials. <laughs> <laughs> Can't all be about Starbucks. Well, you know, I would be, I'd be mighty interested to uh, give you a hand there if you need. To. Well, all right, that, that that'd be great. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you uh, swing by tomorrow morning? Ooh, tomorrow morning doesn't work for me too good. Uh, how about uh, tomorrow night? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, sure, all right. A lot, lot, lots of work at night for for you know gum shoes like us. Ah, uh, sounds good. Gotta get that Maltese Falcon back. <laughs> all right. Well, it was good. It was good to see you. You stick around, and have a drink. Or you got to get going. No, I got to get going. All right. Well, next time. Then. All right. We'll see you tomorrow night. Um, Ridley and Iris, is there anything else you want to do at uh, the the Laffy Taffy before you go? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk to the cop, so <laughs> no. All right, so um, just before you head out, um, the uh, the Bouchards kind of uh, clap you um, on the backs and say, uh, uh, Guy comes over, he's like, hey, so uh, I understand things got a little bit messy, um, and I was, uh, again, Hugo and I, we were real sorry to hear about uh, Emily. Um, so uh, just keep keep your eyes out. We're hearing that there's a lot going on. Ever since the, the thing with the tower in, in Toronto, there's a... Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of lot of activity. We we still the the sabats still seem to be underground. We don't really know what's going on with them. But so um, we had to ice a guy, uh, and maybe oh. you know who it was because these are our handlers. They're in our corner. But we've Great. got a perfect. So, uh, no no conversation about whether we should confide in these two. <laughs> You're just gonna blurt it we, out. I thought we were. Well, he's out Great. now. I thought he was. Out. What I'm gonna ask is if you could read them that haiku, and then maybe they know who did it because they know who's in Montreal. Oh, didn't you get a sketch made? No. No, it's no, just no. Your we have, a, we have a perfect poem. So if you guys could just listen, and then maybe you'll know who this describes. <sighs> okay. Shit face with pinch nose. Smug smirk on his stretchy face. Beady eyes. Hate him. The entire room bursts out into like snaps, <laughs> um, and uh, you you hear um, Harvey saying to someone like, "Well, I mean, you know, she's pretty good. That, I, I don't know that I cared for that one too much, though. That that did not seem like one of her uh, her best. Well, you know, she's trying new things out. <laughs> the guy's like, "Hey, man, I just did a set where I put a fake arrow through my head three times. Steve Martin did that." Like 20 fucking years ago, who am I to judge anyone's art? I'm going home. I mean, if this ain't the place to workshop your stuff, then where is it? You're so nice. I wish you were my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Then he leaves. Um, So, uh, yeah, the the Bouchards kind of look at each other 
and uh, they, they have a brief brother huddle where they just kind of like go away and they they mutter it's just, just two guys well. holding each other's shoulders. Yeah, it's yeah, a brothel. I do it all the time with yeah. my brothers. Brothel, brothel. Um, and uh, finally, they come back and they're like, um, "Hey, you know, uh, we we we've heard we've heard a little bit about that guy. Um, he uh, he used to used to work. Uh, I think he used to work for for uh, one of the Camarilla outfits that got wiped out." Uh, here in town, last I heard, he'd uh, he'd uh, joined up with the Anarchs. Um, I think uh, his name was Batista, which we remember because there's a famous wrestler named Dave Batista, and we've heard from your haiku. He sounds a little bit like Keanu Reeves, uh, <laughs> which is ironic because his name happens to be Keanu Batista. But listen, um, the guy you got to talk to, and I, I apologize in advance. This guy's this guy's real weird. Uh, you got to go meet our friend Mr. Ken. Uh, he uh, he hangs out at Cyberbytes, so uh, go ask him. He's um, he, he deals in information. So we smash cut Everett to you talking to Mr. Squingy Squingy, Mr. Ken, as as we touched on earlier. Um, And uh, he kind of runs the haiku through um, his files. Um, (laughs) And uh, he confirms that, uh, yeah, uh, Keanu Batista was uh, one of the many failed attempts at establishing a prince here in Montreal. Uh, He was an enforcer um, for that group. Uh, However, when the, the... Fledgling Prince was uh, killed by um, one of the sort of cults of the Sabbat. Um, he kind of fell to to the wind and kind of, for a while, seemed almost like a kind of a rogue agent. Um, but uh, with the recent um, sort of influx of Anarchs hoping to set up another Anarch free state, uh, he seemed to have joined up with them. So generally known as an Anarch enforcer. Um, beyond that, uh, there's not much record of him. But uh, he does say he can kind of put a a tag on on that. So if any if he hears anything, he can let you know. I would appreciate that. Um, matter of fact, uh, I did uh, discover that it looks like he got his suit tailored at uh, West Point. Oh yeah, West Point. Yeah, I know West Point. Um, and he kind of like clears his throat in a truly uh, disgusting way. Uh, he's like, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old family outfit. Uh, they make very fine clothes, like mine. They make clothes for a lot of vampires? Oh, uh, not not really for vampires. It's for anybody who's got money and taste. I see. Gentlemen like us of refinement. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, hey, uh, but, you know, all this information is not free. So. So what? What's in it for me, Mr. Ken? Why don't you ask me what you want? I mean... Money? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have any money. All right. Well, uh, um, listen, let's just say you, you owe me one. And, I'm a portfolio uh, proletariat. <laughs> that's very interesting. That means nothing to me. It's like you read that off a sheet or something. Uh, okay. Well, listen, you, you owe Pull me. Pull it out of my wallet instead of money. It's like, you are a portfolio proletariat. Um, that's not exactly the uh, legal tender of the realm, uh, but I understand you're up from the States. You might be a little confused about our money. Uh-huh. Uh, listen. So um, colorful. <laughs> uh, I'm always, I uh, want to keep an ear to the ground about uh, various things. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe you can help me with that. As you can see, I'm not exactly uh, the kind of person who can go out in public so much. That's why I like the, the dank uh, neon glow of uh, cyber bites here. I see. In fact, there is a, a person I've been wanting to visit, a, a woman on the uh, local police force uh, that perhaps uh, she's got some information that could be very useful to me, but perhaps could also be useful to you in such things. She has, um, 
how to put this flexible morality when it comes to our kind and, and uh, various uh, criminal acts around the city. Um, her name is Sergeant Kincaid, Billy Kincaid. And he writes down the precinct you can find her at. Um, and he says, uh, she may even have more information about your uh, Mr. Batista, but if you could put her in touch with me, that would be most appreciated. Will do. Um, wicked. So kind of having collected some information, having kind of got your bearings in town, um, the three of you reconvene. Now, here's the question. Where is your base of operations? Do you think you guys kind of work out of Maydays, or do you work out of the loft? Where is... I don't know that Iris is the come hang out in my living room type necessarily. I think probably Maydays, at least for now. Maydays would feel neutral, because we could talk about anything at Maydays. We might go somewhere nicer for like a day-to-day conversation, but if it's going to be shady or vampire business, Maydays, we know nobody's listening, because there's like someone always there. Yeah. And you've got the Bear Boys kind of like... Yeah. It's like classic biker biker bar rules. Like, if you actually deal with their clubhouses, one of the rules is they never have it empty, and TW is always there, so it means it can't get bugged. (laughs) That's why (laughs) they do that. All right, so the three of you meet back up at um, at Maydays. Um, Iris, you've just received word um, that uh, there will be a syrup delivery at the Busy Bee tomorrow. Um, so you've got that, uh, which means that Emily's in kind of better hands. Um, you also get a bit of a premonition as you sit down that um, uh, you'll receive important information tomorrow and that something is coming. Guys, I'm going to find out something tomorrow. Well, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, is it going to be, like, dangerous before it happens? Like, we can get you to tomorrow. I'm fucking confident. No, I don't know. I just have a feeling I'm going to find something out tomorrow. Just so you know. About what? I don't know. Um, your feelings are usually right, so I'm starting to trust your gut, you know? It's just a thing. Do you know what time tomorrow? Like, no. Is it daytime? Like, should we stay here tonight, or do we go our own ways no, and roll the dice? Be, I mean, I can't, I can't get anything during the day. I'm sleeping. We're all sleeping. All right. So probably tomorrow night. Well, maybe it's Duh. coming in the mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, with that, uh, the three of you retire uh, to prepare for the case that will arrive on your desk in the mail in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, featuring storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Tom McGee, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and all our ads use tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumb Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also get merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and you can join our Patreon of Darkness, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, 
and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.